Hello and welcome to the Cheltenham Daily News Briefing. This was a new podcast that's going to be going out, as it says, every day with a news base for Cheltenham. Now, if for some reason I don't have any news, I will come on and just sort of say hello and it'll be a very short programme. But some cases it may be five minutes, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. I will have interviews, which I'll put on here, and also sport. So it's all things as a news program, but no more music. I've taken music out of my podcast service. So now you can find me on Apple, Spotify, Google, Castbox, um, you know, all the main all the main servers that play podcasts. So that's the last time I will give that spill. And with this being a news briefing, let's get on with the important bit, which is the news. Now, John Lewis in town will be opening on April the 12th under government guidelines. And the reason I say that is because it was not listed in the eight stores that John Lewis announced today that will not be reopening. So sad news is there's eight stores John Lewis are going to keep closed and all those jobs are probably going to go or majority of them. But our John Lewis here in town will be safe. And the next thing is news from the council, which is £50,000 Community Resilience Fund has been relaunched to support 2021 COVID crisis and recovery efforts. So last year, the Gloucester County Council and Chartland Borough Council formed a partnership to support local community. And in total, £100,000 were granted through the council's Community Resilience Fund. I can't say Resilience Fund. Um, so that is brilliant news, a further £50,000 there. Um, next, no, no, not next. Yes, it is next. And I was going to the wrong thing. Next, a few days ago, I met up with Chris Nilsson and he is going for a police and crime commissioner's position on May the 6th. So I will let him introduce himself and here is the interview. I've had to edit a middle a little bit out of the middle. It didn't go quite it didn't record very well. So do I do apologize about that. You'll hear me come in as a separate interview question, but um I do hope it doesn't spoil it too much. And I'll be back after this. I am sitting here in the bus station area with Chris Nelson and if you recognize that name you will know he is going for the May 6 elections to be the crime and police commissioner of Gloucestershire and he's very kindly been willing to do a little interview to um, let us know a little bit about him and why he is looking to be the commissioner and why you should vote for him and then let us know what he's going to offer Cheltenham in that line of caring and policing and all the stuff that that covers so um thank you so much for giving us your time and introduce yourself thanks very much reg um yeah i've lived in in cheltenham for over 20 uh, years now i love it it's probably the best place i've ever lived my entire life and i've lived in lots of different places as i've moved around the world uh, i used to be in the army 
Um, so I've served around um, the Middle East, Germany, uh, internationally. And I do, I, I love Cheltenham. It's one of the reasons I got into politics here in the town, because it, it, it reminds me of my military communities when I'm wandering around the town. And because I do so much politically and in the local community, I know so many people and I love that familiarity of, of the town and having served so long in the military, duty and service is very much part of my life. So I want to give something back to my community so that's why I got involved in local politics and I've now gravitated to running for the Police and Crime Commissioner because much as I love Cheltenham. I think there's so much more that can be done to make it nicer, safer, um, walking around the streets, talking to people. I know that crime is a real problem. Um, people are worried about house burglaries, uh, theft of bikes and cars, antisocial behaviour is another biggie. Um, and also, uh, you know, talking about your history, um, uh, helping the homeless um, in Cheltenham. Uh, helping them off the streets um, and solving their problems. All of that uh, is related to police and crime. So I would love to recruit more police, uh, have more neighbourhood policing, uh, and make a big push to reduce antisocial behaviour and just help to make Cheltenham a more beautiful place. I go out early in the morning to my allotment um, and I find that the antisocial behaviour sometimes it overruns to early hours in the morning because you have the the drinkers from the night before are still out very drunk um obviously you do have some of the homeless people which can occasionally they can be a, a bother um i don't go out of an evening um that's my choice i just don't like going out of the evening um i prefer to be at home but do you think you want to get more police community officers whatever for early hours in the morning and also for the later in the evenings Yes, we, we need more police. Um, I'd like to see um, more enforcement officers from the council and the police, I think, could help um, fund that um, so that, like you've got with the Covid marshals, you have more, more people out there uh, protecting the community, stopping people from doing silly things like um, throwing litter onto the floor and, and fly-tipping and uh, unsafe and illegal parking. All the things that annoy uh, neighbours, the antisocial behaviour side of things. I think there's an enormous amount that local councils and the police can do together, again, to make our community nicer. Yeah, that, that's because the antisocial behaviour is one that really bothers people, you know. And you saying about parking illegally, um, I think it was probably a year ago now, people parking on pavements mm. i mean the parking in Cheltenham is a nightmare i mean everyone knows that, that. but they park on pavements and I, I think the drivers don't think about it but if you've got a pram or as my wife has a walker it can make it virtually impossible to get past yeah. and that is really bad because then you've got to walk on the road and if you've got a pram <laughs> obvious and like my wife she walks slowly because of the walker it's obviously dangerous so that is something that i think as you say you work with the council you know, it's not the police department as such to do that. No. Though the parking attendants, I think, come under the police. I don't know. Well, under 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 the county council. But I know I'm working with uh, government um, to introduce some new legislation uh, to stop 
pavement parking. Or not necessarily all pavement parking, because there are some circumstances in which that's appropriate. And there's plenty of places in Cheltenham where people are really pushed to know where they're going to park. But what I'm wanting to stop is inappropriate and unsafe parking so that where you park on a pavement and you, there's not enough space for a double buggy or a wheelchair to go by that's wrong and and cars need to find other places to park but it's a big problem and it needs consultation with government uh, and with local councils in order to find solutions and also building more parking spaces because I'm not anti-car um, but what I am I'm a community person and everyone has rights and we need to make sure um, all of those rights are upheld. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I'm, I don't drive, but, you know, cars are a necessity. might be an evil necessity, but they are a necessity. And they've got to park somewhere, you know. And I was, you know, in talking about parking, no space. I actually was talking to a lady this morning um, and she was right about when the coffee shops opened the doors on the 12th of April... And they're allowed, people are allowed to sit outside. She's worried that they are going to get abuse because there's not going to be enough tables for people to sit at. And, you know, I want people to sort of, you know, just take a back seat. You know, we will, the town will reopen, hopefully, as the government schemes work. But initially, there isn't going to be enough tables and chairs for everybody to sit and have a coffee. So just, you know, take a breath, stay cool. It's not the staff's fault. It's not the people that are sitting down's fault. It's covid and that's the way it goes. How have you found, I mean, obviously you've been involved doing this, not for the, since last week, but for quite a while. Have you, how have you found Cheltenham with the COVID? You know, have you, have you seen changes? Have you got ideas on you know, things that could happen in the future with Cheltenham because of that? Yeah, I mean, it's a big question because it's changed our lives so much. But again, because of my love of community... Um, I volunteered to be a vaccine marshal at the fire station. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I've done that a, a few times now, and I love it. Um, I, it's a privilege to, to work in the fire station. There's an excellent team there. NHS, NHS working really hard. There's lots of other volunteers. There's, say, six or seven of us on each shift. There's three chef shifts a day, seven days a week. Um, this week, for instance, uh, I should think Cheltenham will probably do the most vaccinations it's ever done at the fire station. And I love the feeling... Um, but when, when people come in, they're, they're really keen to have the vaccine. They've been wanting it for weeks, if not months. And it, it's a big... A reduction in stress when they come in and have their their vaccine and they walk off with with a, a light step um, and, and feeling uh, more positive uh, about life so it's lovely to be part of that um, and to help and to contribute and I keep on being asked all the time people want to volunteer to become a marshal but we've got so many people that have volunteered Cheltenham's a bit like that it's full of volunteers and, and people willing to help their community and I just feel um, now it's, it's good to be part of that overall um, support that's being offered to, to our community and I think just like every cloud has a silver lining I think COVID, um, one of the, the positives about it is that it's brought, I think, in many ways, the best out of our 
community and we shouldn't just look at the negatives and 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 you know just the destruction of business and 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 the deaths and and, and all of that um i i think in many ways there've been a lot of community positives that i hope we will be able to maintain as we move forward and that we continue to care for each other um and be positive yeah yeah i think i think that's that's very well said actually so thank you so much for your time and um good luck on may the 6th <laughs> very much Reg. okay i'd like to thank chris nielsen for his time once again and i do hope that gave you an insight into what he is thinking. I have put out feelers, as they say, request to interview the other candidates. I've heard nothing back. If I do, of course, I will put it on here for you. Now, the last bit of news is regarding Cheltenham Football Club. And it's the Under-19s Football and Educational Programme. They are hosting trials. Now, this is for um, the association with All Saints Academy, anyone born between the age from 1st of September 2003 and the 31st of August 2005 are, can apply to participate in the trials, which will take place on Tuesday, the 6th of April. Um, now, the trial date, I say 6th of April, it'll be taking place at the Tewkesbury School on their 3G service. Surface. The first session will start at 11.15 in the morning, run through at 12.15. Second one gets underway at 12.30 till 1.30. Now, if you want to register your interest, if you've got a young lad who is very interested in playing football and wants to apply, you need to go to the ctfc.com, the Cheltenham Town Football Club website, and you will see the information there. And you've got to fill out a form and submit it. And this is um, home matches are played at the club's training ground. And the team is coached by a UEFA quali UEFA qualified coaches. So it is definitely a move if they want to be a football star, as they say. If you've got one of these young lads or girls, lads, I should say, who want to uh, kick a ball about, it may be something to consider. So. That is it for the news, hence why it's a news briefing. I do hope you will join me again tomorrow and I hope you like the new format and look out because uh, the 25th tomorrow is also the events podcast. So I thought I'd give you a heads up there as well. So until tomorrow, take care, do stay safe, speak to you then. Bye for now.